0: 9 a.m. on the nose now on this Thursday, the 28th, and welcome to Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus pandemic here in mid-Missouri. As a reminder, you can catch Community Pulse Monday through Thursdays, 9 a.m. here on KOPN, and all episodes can be found online at kopn.org and on our Facebook page. And we're pleased to welcome back this morning, Dr. Elizabeth Alleman. We'll be discussing therapeutics, ivermectin, remdesivir, hydroxychlorine, oh, it's a veritable alpha soup. These are terms that have become familiar to everyone. But thankfully, we have Dr. Alleman with us to help sort through some of these therapeutics and discuss some very, very interesting recent scientific studies, the links uh, to which we will be posting on our website. Good morning, Dr. Alleman. How are you?
1: Good morning. I, thanks for asking. Uh, so we need to start out with some numbers before we can get into the update on, um, on therapeutics. So um, 5.8 million cases worldwide with um, 358,000 people died and and 2.5 million recovered. In the United States, we have 1,736,000 cases with 102,000 deaths and 372,000 recoveries in the in Missouri, Matthew Holloway's data which is so helpful. Um we are up to 12,853 cases in Missouri uh with 92% of counties uh, reporting cases. Uh 709 uh related COVID related COVID deaths. Um and uh disturbingly just looking at he has a very helpful graph looking at seven day averages of positive cases and it looks like we've been through um two peaks and now it looks like we're the the graph is trending up again so we may be coming in for a third peak Uh, in Missouri in (laughs) in Boone County um Mm -hmm. we are uh I don't even know where these plug in I'm looking for the We're up to 130 cases, so we're also seeing a a second peak in Boone County, uh, still just at the one death. We're seeing continuing increased cases around meatpacking plants, especially in the St. Joseph area and um, uh, in the Boot Bootheel, and, of course, continuing cases in St. Louis. Um, I wanted to do, before we get into therapeutics, I wanted to do a follow-up. Somebody asked a question on... Uh, Tuesday about what happens with drive-up testing in in Columbia if you don't own a car. So I uh, was able to get an answer from Boone Hospital that it is, they are willing to have people walk up, but the University of Missouri needs people to be in a car, and I have I don't know how to get that answer from the um, about the testing that's going to happen uh, next week in uh, at Hickman High School. So I think if people have a an appointment for that, they should make a contact and see whether that's an issue for them. Um, and I will say that, that the last I'm hearing is that there are no longer any available appointments for the community-wide symptom um, uh, testing of people, regardless of symptoms, um, that's going to happen next week on the 1st and the 2nd. Um, so jumping into what we have to treat this illness. And um, the short answer, if people don't want to wade through the longer details, is um, nothing really. So um, but sadly, we wish we had more. Um, though the st- one that people are used to hearing about is chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. These are medications we've had um, and used for many years, primarily for malaria, um, and also for autoimmune disorders. It is available, it is low cost, and it is has been uh, has a fairly good safety profile. It is not 100% safe, like no drug is, uh, but it, we have a pretty good safety profile. When I did uh, travel health medicine, I wrote prescriptions for. Um, hydroxychloroquine a lot, and I never worried that I was hurting someone. I mean, I knew that there were side effects, and we cautioned about it, but it it, it was not something that made me afraid to do. Um, it does have documented in vitro ac- activity against the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the virus that is causing the global pandemic right now, and in vitro means in glass. That's the Latin translation. So that means in the laboratory in a tissue cell culture how we saw that um, virus replication was inhibited. And this is true about a lot of drugs. It's how we start looking for drugs. We're like, whoa, what will it do to the antibiotics on a petri dish, I mean, to bacteria on a petri dish, or what will it do to viruses in a cell culture? And that is the way we screen uh, drugs to see whether they have promise of being able to um, take out the the organism we're trying to look for, we're trying to work against. and then the next thing is to look at them in animal models and then in humans. And uh, so that's where we are with hydroxychloroquine. And so far, the studies have not been helpful. Um, and the, almost all of the studies I was able to find were treating hospitalized patients. So I there are some ongoing studies that are uh, apparently enrolling participants now for looking at early treatment, like people who are not sick enough to be in the hospital or even prevention. Um, but those studies, I was not able to find any reports of those studies. Um, so the um, there was a Chinese study uh, published in March, which was prospective. Um, I mean, it's a retrospective study. 48 received hydroxychloroquine and they have a lower death rate and f- Fewer inflammatory cytokines So one of the things that seems to cause the biggest or one of the big problems with this virus is something we call a cytokine storm. And that is that the body's inflammatory immune response is is too severe and actually ends up causing more tissue damage and um, results in people getting very sick and dying. Um, And then there was an observational study in New York City, and they enrolled uh, over 1,300 patients, and about half of them received hydroxychloroquine. Um, And there was no significant uh, association of hydroxychloroquine on uh, reducing death or the need for ventilation. Uh, The study wasn't randomized and, again, was done in um, uh, hospitalized patients. And then there was another study, a very large study, multinational registry uh, analysis of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine with or without a macrolide antibiotic. This is the azithromycin or the z that we're often adding with that. And there was no significant association of hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine and death or intubation. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading the wrong. I got off on it. So, uh they were making sure they treated within 48 hours of, of diagnosis, and they did a really large um, attempt to um, control for all the co-founders, so for gender and age and comorbidities. Um, and in-hospital mortality was 9% in the control group, 18% in the people who got hydroxychloroquine, so double so the more people, twice as many people died if they got hydroxychloroquine. 24% if they got hydroxychloroquine plus the antibiotic, um, and similar similar answers for chloroquine um, and with or without a, an antibiotic. And there was a lot more what we call new ventricular dysrhythmia. So these are the heart rhythm disturbances that we're so concerned about, especially when we combine hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin because both of them can mess with the electrical conductivity of the heart. So these are disappointing studies. We, I think many of us had hoped that a medication that was available, um, affordable, already around, we knew a fair amount about it, would would be a helpful answer to this. Now, many people say that the problem is that this should be used earlier in the course and should be used in combination with zinc. And um, though there are some people who are beginning to do those studies, but they are well down the road, and they do not appear to be as well funded or do being done in the higher prestige uh, centers. And I I understand people's concern and frustration that this may be, you know, what if this is the answer and we're not studying it? Um, So um, remdesivir is the new um, uh, Gilead uh, produced uh, antiviral. Um, They did a randomized controlled trial. So none of the other studies we talked about were randomized or controlled um, and blinded. So this is a randomized controlled trial showed that Um, with over a thousand patients and there was faster recovery and fewer deaths and similar side effects in the treatment group as in the control group. So this is the study that was, um, was not ended early. They unblinded some of the early, um, uh, early data to report it early because when, when we're getting remarkable results, either negative or positive, we often want to make sure that we get the news out early. And this is the study who's a, early results were reported and Anthony Fauci said this is a game changer and this should be standard of care. So we aren't seeing that this is like turning things around the way we would want and I think Dr. Fauci's what I took his words to mean is not oh this is the end of our research and we don't need to do any. It's like oh we finally found a drug that actually does work and that should help us develop new drugs that will work better. So I hope he's right. Um Let's see. Um, then there's this um, medication, Ivermectin, which is an, an antiparasitic drug that's used in animals, so it's used against heartworm and dogs, and we people use it to worm horses and cattle. Um, and it also has in vitro activity against the SARS uh, coV two. and I ended up down a a long rabbit hole about when when they did this study in cell culture. Um, in a laboratory, whether the concentrations that they used to inhibit activity were terribly high with comparison to human dosages, typical human dosages, or not, and um, there were a lot of people doing a lot of calculations that quickly got over my head, so apparently dosing is a a question. there was an international multicenter observational study, so again, not blinded and not randomized, uh, where they give 700 patients ivermectin and 700 uh, didn't get it. And the ivermectin group had less need for ventilation and less death. So that was um, a helpful thing. So we'll see about what ivermectin is doing um, again. The FDA is not approving this drug for this uh, indication at this point. It is used in things like pinworms and river blindness and some other um, parasitic diseases at much lower doses than what people are talking about using for um, COVID. And so no one is recommending that anybody um, obtain veterinary ivermectin and take it on their own. So um, just... It, my concern with using antiparasitic drugs is that parasites are much closer metabolically and cellularly to humans than, say, a bacteria or a virus. And so um, it is really tricky to find drugs that will kill a worm and not harm a human. So um, I'm not saying that this drug is particularly dangerous. I just think that we um, are going to gain more data if people start using this and... Um, if you do use it, please keep careful records so if something interesting happens, you will be able to know. Um, people, let's see, Madagascar believes that um, a uh, a brew made out of um, artemisia, which is um, wormwood, will. Um, it has active it has activity against the virus. This is also a well established anti malarial drug, um, which has relatively low toxicity compared to other anti malarials. Um, the Madagascar government is requiring children who are returning to school to take this to, this um, herbal medicine on a regular basis, um, and um, they are gifting it and selling it to other countries in Africa. So. Um there are ongoing studies, and it doesn't look like any of them are going to have a big answer for us very soon. So uh, that's an interesting um, development. Um, this is a, a plant that can be easily grown. Um, it's from Africa. People have been using it for a long time. I think it, it's what was in um Oh, what is the licorice, the um, anise-flavored liquor that um, people say made people crazy? Absinthe. Absinthe, yes. So, you know, we ought to be careful about that. Um, Cuba. Has been exporting physicians uh, to Latin America and to Italy um, since the beginning, since early in this crisis. They are using a particular form of interferon and they say that it is doing amazing things. I have not found any peer reviewed published data about that, but I'm hoping that the Cubans will be able to study it and that our political disagreements with Cuba won't keep us from using a, a cure if they're the ones that happen to find it. I am also not saying that I think that they have found it. We're just going to have to uh, updates on the drugs that I know about. Do you have any questions that you've heard or or questions that I could answer? Or well,
0: I, I highly recommend that everybody check out these articles. They are quite uh, fascinating. And yes, true, they contain a lot of scientific jargon as well but it goes to show what a long way we have to go in terms of peer-reviewed uh, research. Um, as you mentioned, this ivermectin, uh, one of the studies is uh, cultured bacteria. They, they did do a double-blind study with, with 700 patients, but uh, it looks like we're not really getting anywhere until we can replicate these findings in probably f- dozens or more peer-reviewed studies, correct? And even then, the, the, exactly the the chances of, of a panacea. I mean, no one should hold out hope for that, correct? I mean, these the well, best. Well,
1: you know, I'm a hopeful woman, so <laughs> I hold out all kinds of hope. But I just want to remember, like we have been using this class of drugs that co- that includes. Ciprofloxacin, the floxins mm-hmm. for decades, and it's only in the last few years that we've realized that it caught, that it's associated with some really dangerous uh, disruptions in um, connective tissue uh, formation, which results in people breaking tendons with very little uh, uh, trauma. I have a friend who's. Father was standing washing dishes when his achilles tendon just spontaneously ruptured mm. um, a, a week or so after he took a course of these drugs. so drugs that um, appear promising and appear safe um, with larger use and careful attention may end up having more difficulties and so I think that again, if you are about to die of covid nineteen then we would use drugs that might otherwise that we would we would accept dangers that we wouldn't otherwise. Um, But especially when we're talking about um, medications that we want to use um, to prevent a disease, that means we're going to give it to everybody, basically. And that means it needs to be much more effective and much safer than something we give to somebody who's terribly sick.
0: That is true. Dr. Elizabeth Ullman with another fascinating conversation and some excellent links to articles which we will post on our Facebook page and on KOPN.org. The studies cover uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and also remsdivir. Uh, these are three drugs that were, of course, well-established and have other medical purposes. In the inchoate peer-reviewed studies that we have, uh, there are some positives to report. Of course, further study is needed. And we, (laughs) well, it is, uh, you know, something as a a general question, I mean, do we have any, from the previous coronavirus outbreaks, um, drawing upon peer-reviewed research for, say, example SARS or, or MERS, uh, is, there any th- is there any base that, that you feel hasn't been covered yet by the scientific community? I, I sincerely doubt there is, since it's a global um, race I to the cure. I am
1: not aware of it, and you know, I'm a family physician in the center of Missouri, which was not affected really significantly by SARS or MERS, so this is not my area of expertise, and I would not be the person to say that. I, I do want to say that um, there are reasons for us to continue our social distancing. The primary one is to keep Curve flat so that we don't overwhelm our healthcare setting and to, uh, healthcare system. And that is um, my primary reason for continuing to miss out on many social interactions that I have found pleasurable. Um, and so that's the communal one. The personal one is that if you can put off getting this until we found a found a better therapeutics or even gotten better at using the ones we have um, that will benefit you as an individual as well if you're one of the people who gets seriously sick from this so we're, we're working hard and it's just going to take time
0: entire globe is working on it and it will indeed take time but given how yeah. contagious this virus has turned out to be I've we need to hold out uh, we need to be very very cautious of a false dawn in this I mean uh, right. it's possible that we may get some sort of a break uh, over the summer but it remains highly contagious and as the statistics here in central Missouri uh, indicate and indeed the statistics everywhere that is uh, opened up their uh, societies to a certain degree at the very least there is an initial spike in cases as people go out and interact and congregate more so we're going
1: to have to see how that all works out
0: yes well i mean uh, there's there's no escaping that initial spike in the data that i've looked at all across the world as soon as we open up as soon as we stop sheltering in place there will be a spike or cluster of some sort in some cases it may go down afterwards but uh yes it's a time for extreme caution Well, thank you very much, Dr. Ullman. I wish you a lovely weekend. Um, As our listeners may know, uh, we're only doing Community Pulse Monday through Thursday now. But we're glad that you joined us for it. And we're glad to bring you Community Pulse as part of your community radio station, KOPN 89.5 FM. You can find all of the links to articles that we discussed with Dr. Allman today on our website, also on our Facebook page. You can also reference all of the previous Community Pulse episodes. We've been doing this since March 20th. This is the 50th episode today. We're so glad that you're with us here on your community radio station. Want to let you know that we will be having an upcoming one-day pledge drive on June 3rd. In public media, we are, of course, acutely aware that these are not the greatest financial times for everybody. Many are under duress. But if you can help by giving to your radio, community radio station, you can donate securely and safely online anytime you like at kopn.org. But just that one day that will interrupt regular programming to ask for your support in keeping our operation going. We wish everyone a pleasant weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Community Pulse. Do stay safe, Columbia.